0: Hello and welcome to Faith, Life, and Inspiration with Tim Andes. I am your host and we're back again. This is Saturday here and in the Pacific Northwest. We've got a bunch of this white stuff on the ground today. It's a it's, uh, couple inches of it actually. And so we've been out, been busy, been uh, helping my grandparents plow their uh, driveway and sidewalk this morning and stuff. So just getting around doing this uh, podcast this afternoon. Um, hope you're all doing well. I will try to post it uh, in the future, the podcast on the morning of uh, Saturday mornings, um, so that you have all day to listen to it. I know Saturdays are kind of more free for people. That's why I do Saturdays, if you were wondering. And then Sundays, people can listen to it Saturday or Sunday at their leisure. Um, the nice thing about podcasts um, is they're free to do. On Anchor, So I do them for free. They even uh, tried to... Because I have so many people listening now. They they tried to pay me $15 uh, per click or something for a certain ad to, to, to give out the Anchor podcast info. And um, I decided not to do that. Because again, I'm not about the money. So you'll never have an ad for me. There might be because it's a free version at the very end of every podcast. A little thing that they try to tell you you can start your own podcast. And... Um, I'm not making any money from that. Um, But if you do feel led of the Lord to start a podcast, um, it is a lot of work, a lot of prep, a lot of time. Um, To do it right takes a lot of effort, Um, and I'm still learning, obviously. Um, But uh, with the podcast, uh, Lord willing, in about a month or two after I've kind of settled in and uh, uh, with my lawn care business, we have a couple new employees So it's going to take me a while to uh, get settled and get working with my new team um, that I have. Um, So eventually, though, what I like to do is I have a YouTube channel um, called Faith, Life, and Inspiration, and I would like to be able to um, upload my uh, videos as well as audios on my podcast. So... um, Lots of people do this. They video themselves and then they can upload it on their podcast. And for people that like to listen while they're driving, and then also video for those viewers that like to see the person live while they're talking. Because then you get that extra personal feel to kind of see my um, nonverbal cues, I guess, and verbal, um, just my hand coordinate, or my hands movements and all that. So. Um, and also for video, what's nice is you can uh, I can reference books and things and have them right there to show you if you'd like to read them. So um, you may have noticed that on Monday I posted a message preached by Brother Branham, and I'll I'll post not just messages from Brother Branham but different uh, pastors, ministers, uh, different people as I uh, come across a, a great sermon I'd like to share. Um, Literally takes me two minutes to upload those. And you can get them for free at messagehub.info, the sermons of William Branham. And then there's all sorts of church websites I can give you around the nation um, in the U.S. and Canada. And also in Africa, there's lots of contacts I have. So wherever you're listening, if you want to know more about the message of the hour um, or a local church that preaches... Um, the truth you can just get in contact with me and I'm more than happy to share with you Um, so yeah basically today I had this thought about what does God think about us and each individual and in life and so much people get these ideas in their heads and thoughts that aren't of God really it's of Satan and the devil we know he's our enemy he, he puts thoughts in people's minds and in their thoughts to disturb them. And some people in the psychological, in psychology world, they like to call it mental health. And mental health is an issue. I agree. Um, but usually the mental health started with a spiritual or a, in the spirit realm issue. Um, and it leads to mental problems. Um, whether that's... Uh, in your thinking isn't straight it's not exactly accurate um, you start losing sleep over things and that can all affect there's many many facets of mental health that can affect your mental health but a big missing link that I think people many times in the world today are missing is that spiritual part and they don't have that personal relationship with the Lord Jesus so then they don't know that he cares and that's Really, one of the questions I want to tackle is Does God care about you? So, if you're listening and you've never been in church, or you've only been in church a few times, or you've uh, never even heard the word God, or heard the word, or the, heard of the book of the Bible, um, which is the greatest book, in my opinion, you could ever read, is your Bible. And if you never read it, you should read it. Um, there's lots of good nuggets, and you might say, "Whoa, the Bible is such a big book." Well, if I were you, if you had, a, if you were a new Christian, I would really uh, encourage you to read Psalms and Proverbs. Start with those two um, books of the Bible. Psalms has 150 chapters, um, but they're all really like wonderful chapters, and for the most part, they're not too long and you can really digest a lot of good things that will really speak to your spirit and speak to your soul. And those are really the main things as a Christian that we need to keep in check because we all have the natural body part of a human, and that's our five senses that we have. And most of us have those by the grace of God. He's given us the abilities of touch, um, taste, uh, being able to hear, see, Walk; those different uh, abilities that God's given us of those five senses are really important to have. um, When we take them for granted many times, and we forget who gave us those senses, and it was the Lord Jesus. He died on a cross for our sins. He He came back. He came to Earth um, as a man, died on a cross and shed his blood for us so that we could be saved but also recognize and know that he he loves us. So God's thoughts towards his children, they're thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, thoughts of compassion. These are thoughts of God that he gives us. And he also gives us his thoughts concerning us and you and me. He can, he gives us those thoughts through his word. So when we're reading our Bibles, that, that book will tell you what he thinks about you. And then you have a choice. And the key is, is recognizing the choice. You as a person, an individual, you have what's called your will. And that will needs to be the perfect will of God. Um, and we all, as humans, humans have fallen from grace we make mistakes. We make errors. There's no one in this world that's perfect. That's why you need a Savior. And people say, why do you need Jesus in your life? Well, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We know that from Scripture. But he's also the door. And he's the one that opens the door to the opportunities, to the success that you can have in your life. It's it's not like a business where it's like an opportunity to be successful and if you accept jesus and you do these three steps you're going to be successful no for most christians it's a rugged life um it's a hard life for most believers we there's certain values we hold to that are different than the world Um, if you're a true believer and bible believer that when you hold to those values they are going to become and are becoming much and much more obsolete thinking. They're being called old-fashioned thinking, and they're being ridiculed by the mainstream media, um, and they're being looked down upon. So values such as the marriage between a man and a wife. What does God think about that? Well, that's very clear throughout the Bible what God's thoughts are on that subject. But people have slowly over time twisted people's minds and their thinking to try and fit their agenda to fit their plan of what they think a marriage should be when God who created all things he's already given the plan he created Adam and then he created Eve so anything outside of the will, uh outside of that is not the will of God but the will of man So therefore, there's always going to be a combat happening or a warfare happening of your will or man's will or or, a woman's will versus God's will. And the only way a believer will have purpose, will feel driven, will have compelling something in them that will want them to continue to live is when they're finding themselves in God's will. And if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about as a believer. You just know when you're in God's will. It's so amazing. It's so awesome to be in his will. And, and God reassures you that you're in his will little by little. And sometimes and something Brother Brandham says is dark clouds are not always the sign of God's disapproval. See, some people think, oh, if God's blessing me, if everything's going good, that must mean God loves me. That must mean I'm doing what's right. I'm doing his will. But that's not always the case. If you look at most real prayer warriors or Christians, they find themselves in desperation on their knees, calling out to God for mercy and his grace because they've recognized and realized they can't do it on their own. And so therefore they are taking what God is saying about them, that they have purpose. That their life is, is worth something. When the devil in this day is trying to tell people and put depression on them and tell them they're worth nothing, they can't make it, they can't do uh, something, um, they're inefficient. And the devil is constantly bombarding us daily through media, through different avenues in our workplace even. He can try and tell you that you're not worth anything. You're not worthy to even be saved. And if you're listening, I'm sure all of you have thought this before. And the devil is a, he's a, he's a great warrior. And he's got many, many different tactics of how to try to attack each one of us. But I want to bring up a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 that I'm sure most of you have heard. And if you haven't, open your Bible, read this verse in Jeremiah where it says, for I know the plans I have for you. And I like that. I have for you. God has a plan for you. It's like when you build a house. You have to have a plan to build the house. If you have no plans, no concrete plans that have been stamped by your local area, that have been um, agreed upon as meeting all codes, if you don't have those plans, you're going to mess up. The contractor is going to do his thing, make up, try his best, but he's going to make more mistakes when he doesn't have a plan. It's the same in our lives when we try to do things our way. And again, it goes back to our will. And then when we don't want to take and acknowledge that God has a thought and plan for our lives, are we following that? And if you're listening and you've made it this far in the podcast and you haven't shut me off, and you're listening all the way through, I want you to ask yourself, have I gotten in the way of God's plan for my life? And I'm sure all of us have at one point. We forced our will, and then we learned the repercussions of that. Most of the time, it's not good. Okay. For me personally, I've gone through things where I try to push something, or I see an opportunity, and then you get slammed in the face, and God reminds you, he throws you on the ground, and he says, you know what? You need to get back up. Does that mean God doesn't love me? Does that mean God doesn't care? No. He does care. He does love me. Just like a parent that would correct their child, the parent that just lets your child do whatever they want, let them grow up as a spoiled brat, you're not doing any good for that child. In the moment, oh, I'm not going to give them correction. I don't want to rock the boat. But down the road, your child is going to form habits Bad habits because you never stopped them when they were young. It's like in anything in life. If you've got a plan, if you as a parent and you and your wife and spouse are on the same plan together, you're going to get so much farther. Whether it's finances, you've got a budget. Whether it's um, reading devotions in the morning and having a plan that we're going to do it for 10 minutes every morning. That's what me and my wife's goal is to, we never leave the house without praying and reading a little scripture. And then we never go to bed without praying or reading a scripture or reading a message um, or listening to a, a minister preach. So these are just different habits you form and then naturally as your children grow older, they'll notice that the plans that you make and the form, the habits you formed and that can really shape your children to either go in a decline or an incline. And when I say incline and decline for your children, I mean you gotta be thinking about their future. And that goes into the next part in Jeremiah 29. It says, plan that the Lord has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So so many people and atheist people that go towards atheism, they make this excuse. Well, my childhood, I had things happen, you know God didn't love me, He didn't show love, I lost this, I lost that. These are the type of excuses, and they're really weird they're immature excuses, really um from most people, some legit like i've I know of many people that have been hurt by systems and organizations like the Catholic Church and others where they've been abused and things have been said verbally, physically, and those things are absolutely 100% wrong. There's no justification for it. But that is no reason for any person to let the seeds of doubt from the devil come in and make them think that that person is the standard of the Bible or is the standard of the message. And so when people hear about the message and it's so legalistic and the message of Brother Branham, it's so hard, it's old fashioned, all these things. I just go back to um, the Bible and all the scriptures that people are going and living their lives against. And I say, hmm, if they are taking what the word of God, I'm not saying Brother Branham, what he said, I'm saying what the Bible said, if they took it and actually lived by it, their lives and what they do on even just the outward appearance would not be what it is. But the problem is people are not reading their Bibles. They don't know the plan that God has for them. They don't know that God actually had a plan to prosper them. And he does not want to see his children hurt, his sons and daughters begging bread. He has a plan, as it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, to give us hope and a future. And you'll hear a lot of young people today saying, I don't know what my future, I'm unsure of my future, I don't know who I'm going to marry. You know what that person, and when they, a person says that verbally, they've been thinking about that for a while. They And it's good to for them to express that to someone they can trust, because all they need to do is realize God has a plan for them. And it might not be you have to get married at eighteen because your brother did or twenty one. Um, maybe God has a different plan, and He does for each of His children. It's not cookie cutter plans. Everyone needs to be married before they're twenty one, and if you're not, you're you're not gonna make make it to heaven. No, obviously not. Um, and that's the way it is, even with coming and being saved people got it in their ideas and minds that you have to go to church and be in our church to be saved and go to heaven and in the rapture that's not true as well and there's uh many misconceptions myths that people have brought up about how in the message of the hour, we believe that Brother Branham's message is the only thing you should listen to. And if you haven't listened to it, you can't be saved. I don't believe that. Any true believer wouldn't believe that. Brother Branham was just a prophet messenger that pointed us to Jesus Christ and lifted him up. And his word and his message is preparing a bride. And that bride is to be in love with Jesus Christ. And if that Bride is in love with her bridegroom. She's going to want to do what he says. Walk the walk and talk the talk. And that is why we read and we focus so much on the Bible. Brother Branham did. It was his main source for all his doctrinal beliefs. Um, he didn't like to he read tons of different people's opinions and thoughts. Um, he just wanted to take the simplicity of the gospel and break it down to line up with the scripture. And that's really where a lot of people get off. They take five, six, seven scriptures and parts of them and different versions and they try to make up their own doctrine or their own belief. Or really what they're doing is making up their own Jesus. And then we get the splits, we get the divisions, we get the sex within Christianity, and that is only coming from Satan himself, the enemy that tries to cause division amongst the brethren. And when we know brotherly love must continue, and at the ending of time, Love would become so strong amongst the true believers that they would love their neighbor as themselves. they would actually put their neighbor, their uh, enemies above themselves and want to do good for others. And Brother Brand talks about this in a message, and he says, uh, "Eternal life, which means you have no beginning of life and no end, um, is living for others." And so living for others, when you do that, you feel fulfillment. You'll feel hope, you'll feel accomplishment just by volunteering, just by helping others. And trust me, when you do that and you don't live selfish, God's thoughts towards you will become clear. His voice will become clear. He'll be able to speak to you directly, whether it's a sermon, whether it's in your room, by yourself, in prayer. God's thoughts toward you, they are love. Hope and he has a plan for you, He has a plan for your future, and God doesn't just have one thought about you he's got many thoughts plural toward you, and it's not limited to random thoughts, one little random thought he has, and he sometimes thinks about you and it 's not just thoughts of the from the past, but it's thoughts for you in the present, in the now, because if you're a believer. You believe that God is with you wherever you go. Your conscience will tell you, even if no one's around, it will be in check. The Holy Spirit will check you when you know you shouldn't be doing something. And this is what happens for many young people as they lose that awareness of God in their midst. God is with them in the school bus. God is with them at uh, school. When their parents aren't around, God is with them. He sees what they're doing. But God still loves that person or loves the individual that makes mistakes but is quick to repent. God's thoughts will never also change about you. If you're listening to me right now and you feel low, or the devil's trying to give you depression, that's just a demon. A demon of depression to try and make you commit suicide, or you've had thoughts in your mind to hurt yourself or hurt others, that's a demon. If the devil is not knowing and knows he doesn't have you, guess what? He's going to fight you that much harder. So let me remind you, though, yeah, God's thoughts toward you are superior to all others' thoughts about you, including the thoughts you have about yourself. Let me, re- let me just re-say that. God's thoughts are superior or above or, gr- or are greater than the thoughts others think about you or what you even think about yourself. Because who created you, the, the very one that made you, is the very one that loves you so much. He'll let you go through things. He'll let you go through the deepest trials like Job. Because he knows you won't reject him. He knows you love him so much and your love is so deep that when you go through trials like marriages go through. When, when you go through something, um, you're still at the end of the day going to realize and recognize God loves me and he's doing this for a purpose and reason. If you're going through a hard time right now, if, if I, you're really the one I wanted to talk to and address today. We all go through hard times. Every single person that's listening to me probably has at one point in their life had financial hardship or you've had spiritual hardship and abuse in your life. But don't let those things be the excuse or the hindrance for you to stall the project God wants to complete in your life. He wants to add more bedrooms to your house. He wants to add a wife to your life if you're single or a husband. He wants to give you those things, but he knows the right time. He knows and his thoughts towards you are perfect. And he's going to do it in his time at the right time. So what I always tell young people and would encourage you as a young person like I did is fall in love with Jesus. Get so in love with Jesus. So then when you find your mate, you've been so in love with Jesus. As a husband or as a man, fall in love with Jesus. Then you'll find a wife, a spouse, a girlfriend, that also loves the lord jesus and when you find a mate that has the same values that believes in the word of god as their absolute you and your wife will be a mighty fortress you'll be strong and you'll not only be strong in the present but you'll be able to stand the storms that will definitely come in every marriage every marriage has challenges doesn't matter how much money you make or how little. every marriage has problems. I've seen so many marriages where as soon as the people are millionaires they break up. I've seen so many businessmen leave their wives and divorce them over money because they were uh, they were filthy rich and they wanted the money and they ran. After they've had many children with their wife, they leave their wife, they leave their children, and it's like they didn't even care. And that is one of the hardest things for those young children to go through is when their husband, or their dad, sorry, leaves them. Or for a wife, when her husband leaves them. Because that is their spiritual head. Or that was the person they looked up to for leadership. And that was the person for children, their, their dad is like their god. That's how what they see as as god in flesh. And when their when their dad leaves them, that's when the devil will come in and try and cause division in a young person's heart and separate their love from the Lord and cause them to harden their heart. And I'm here today to tell you if you if you're listening, you know if someone or you yourself have had your dad walk out on you. I want to tell you the Lord Jesus will never walk out on you. And guess what? He'll never bring up your past. You might remember your past. Other people might remember your past. They might even say they forgave you. But in their minds, they still might think about it or bring it up. But the Lord Jesus, when he forgives, he forgets. And that's his plan toward you. And his plan for you is thoughts of peace, joy, Happiness. And if you don't have happiness, if you don't have joy, there's something lacking in your life. You can say whatever you want to say. You can say it's because of money, Tim. It's because of money. I, if I just had a, a five hundred thousand dollars in my bank account, I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. Because we've had too many examples of rich people that have lost all their family, they have everything, but then they have their huge mansion of a house. At the end of the day, I would rather live in, as Brother Branham says, a boxcar with a loving wife and children, loving Jesus, on our knees in prayer around the dinner table together every night than a businessman or people that are away from their families for weeks on end and making six digits or seven digits in income, but they're sacrifice in their family they sacrifice the very thing that god wants to build around and make stronger so if you've lacked and you've been slack in doing and fulfilling the plan god has for you and you know it it's time to fess up it's time to talk to your wife have a wife and a husband talk i mean maybe you haven't done that for a few weeks like sat down and had a coffee doesn't have to be a Starbucks. It can be in your home for 30 minutes. Just try it. Saturday nights, me and my wife, that's what we our goal is. Every Saturday night, we're going to spend time, read a little bit about um, uh, marriage, some, something that will edify our marriage and give us tools to continue to grow stronger. Because guess what? A good builder doesn't just build it once and stop. He continually is making improvements. His skill set has to get improved. And as children of God, we need to constantly be looking at the blueprint and say, Lord, I'd really like to have another child or I'd really like to have another car or we need another car or we need this. But Lord, you know the right time and I'm here. Here's my hands. Use me. That's what God's plan is for you. And if you've had the question, what does God think about you? I want you to do a search this weekend in the message. And you can do that. Um, and if you'd like a resource for being able to search just a word that Brother Branham said or a phrase, I can give you the tools for that. You can email me at T, or sorry, uh, T Andy's podcast at gmail.com. I'll have it in the show notes here. T at gmail.com. And I can get you that resource for free. I can get you good music that will fill your your mind with with good and we know music is, has healing in it, um, but I have several resources, podcasts I can give you where it's just Christian music, good old Christian music, not rock and roll, not some of this crazy stuff that people are listening to these days. It's just good Christian music, pure, holy, undefiled, and it will really edify you. And if you'd like that, I can share those resources for free to you. uh, Just give me an email tandyspodcast at gmail.com or you can text me, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger me, whatever you'd like. um, If you'd like to know more of what God uh, is doing in this day and also what you can have for free to encourage you, uplift you, and strengthen your spiritual life. So pray God bless you and be with you and be your portion is my prayer. And until next time, I'd like you to really think this weekend and think if it's during the week and you're driving in your car or you're sitting in your living room, what are God's thoughts for me and what could I do to improve the plan he has for my life. Is there some fix-ups needed? Is there some repairs needed? As I'm going to be starting some repairs in my house this coming week, in the next couple of weeks um, that we just bought. What are the things God's plans for me? And what does he want me to do? And write down a to-do list if you need to. Action items that you want to knock off. Read your Bible for five minutes. I'm not asking you to, saying you're you're going to magically change. But little baby steps lead to big change over time. So take those little steps of faith. Find a local church if you need to. That support system is great. I know with COVID, it's really hard. Um, it's not as um, easy to be able to congregate. Um, but if you're able to, even live stream services, do something that will edify you and uplift your spirit because we've all been in those places, those dark places where we feel low or we feel down, especially inspired people. They can go really high and then really low. Uh, I heard one young guy I really respect and work with a little bit starting a landscaping company and You go really high and you have all these ambitious things you want to do, but then you get really low sometimes. And we all go through those things. Um, We just need to find a balance and we need to remind ourselves that the maker that made us isn't going to leave us to just rot, to just die. He's got a plan for us and he's the great contractor. So maybe we could just bow our heads if you're listening and you've made it this far through the podcast and I'll just pray a prayer for you. Um, and you can just bow your heart and this prayer can be for you uh, from the Lord Jesus through speaking through me uh, for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you as I'm sitting here out in the ocean, looking over the ocean and the birds here in the Pacific Northwest where you've placed and planted me in my life. I was born and raised in Bellingham here, and that was where you put, put me, God. You put me in a family that had real Christian values and honored you and loved you, my grandparents and my great-grandparents, and I'm so thankful for that Christian heritage. I also recognize, Lord, there's many first-generation children, sons and daughters of God, they've never heard the name Jesus hardly or in their home. It, prayer wasn't the main thing. It was drinking. It was swearing. It was smoking. And the atmosphere wasn't right. So, Lord, I'm praying for those individuals, and I'm praying for each one that they would realize God's thoughts towards them are thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, and thoughts of joy and happiness. And life is so short, Lord. And if they're praying right now, I know that they're, they've had, many people have had friends or loved ones pass away even from this virus, uh, COVID, Lord God, and people have died. Um, all of us have an ending to life, whether it's the virus, whether we get in a car accident, whether we have a heart attack in the middle of the night in in our sleep. We all have our appointed time and end. But what are we going to do, Lord, with the plan that you've given us? Are we going to do what you want us to do, or are we going to do our will? Lord, I pray each one, I'm praying for myself, that we would do your will. We want the master, you're the great contractor, and We're just the house. Build us. Make us however many bedrooms. And if our friend has got a seven, eight bedroom house and we only got two, we're going to be satisfied and happy with the building you make out of us and out of our lives. And if you want us to move, we will move. But we want to be in your will. We want to stay where you want us to be. So Lord, we're just signing off here in just a minute. But Lord, I pray each one that's listened, would recognize the Lord Jesus as their personal Savior, that they would repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and that they would for, ask for forgiveness of sins, so that they too can humble themselves and recognize that they need a Savior, that they need a Jesus, and Jesus has changed so many lives. If, if anyone in the world can't see that Jesus changes lives for the good, they're blind. So we pray you'd open eyes, open eyes to this podcast and may every person realize that God has a plan for them and his thoughts towards them are thoughts that are good and not evil. Lord, I pray every demon, every devil that any young person, older person, middle-aged would hear this uh, little podcast, this little message that you put on my heart to speak this weekend they would realize and recognize they need you and they need you now. Lord, I pray as I play this song, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord, that's touched my life. It would be a blessing to others as we create the atmosphere for others to be birthed into the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter if they're five, if they're a teenager, if they're newlyweds or if they've been married for 20, 30 years or if they're on their deathbed or if they're 70 or 80. Lord, it doesn't matter when we recognize that God has a plan for us. It's just we want to start doing the plan. And even the plan when we don't know you, Lord, it's your plan. Because you take some children and sons and daughters away for a purpose to have a testimony of your saving grace. So we pray if there's anyone away from the Lord Jesus that's listening to this this message, they would receive hope and faith for their life, and be inspired to bring about change. God, you bring change, and you bring change for the good. So I pray you would bring the change that's needed in so many people's lives, and may we be the lighthouse that others need to grow. We thank you, Lord, for this time we've had, and we pray God bless and keep each one healthy and safe in these times we're living in. Keep everyone's minds, keep them from all harm and danger, and don't let the devil take anyone prematurely to the grave, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray God bless you, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Just let me know if it's been a blessing. I'm always encouraged when I get different texts. I got several emails and texts of people that were happy that we started the podcast again, and those are the people I'm living for. In living for you and living for others is my goal for my entire life. I've tried to live for my family, my grandparents, um, my parents, my my brother, my sister, um, put family first, but I also believe in putting others first too, and myself last, because that's where joy comes, Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between, J-O-Y, a simple Sunday school song we used to sing, but it's so true. I pray God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this song, I need you Lord, I need you Lord right now. Have a wonderful week. And um, just give me an email or a call or iMessage me. Uh, WhatsApp is actually great, too. I'm on there as well. Um, You can leave voice message there. That's probably better than calling it, to be honest. And just let me know if it's been an encouragement. Wonderful. If it has, please share it. It's free. I'm not going to sell anything. Never will. And I just want to be a blessing. And I hope you want to be a blessing, too. And we just want to be a blessing to those that are dying and those that are in need of life. So pray God bless you, keep you, and may the peace of God cover you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day and enjoy this little song, I Need You, Lord, right now.